We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Didn't do what Swaggy P do. <laughs> Teammates played great, and we um, came out with the victory, you know? I'm just trying to really get my, my NBA 2K rating up. I, can, I, can, I just cannot take it. I, 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 I can't take it. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Thrive Fantasy. It's Friday, January tenth, two thousand twenty. No Alex Barutha this week, just me. Wrote, uh, at Roto Shannon, Shannon McEwen is actually my name, not you know, you know, Twitter handle name, whatever. And <laughs> Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard! Oh man, this is going to be rough. You guys, you and I are coming off the DL, so we know what, what's Alex up to today, Shannon. Vacation, vacation. He's on vacation. You hey. just got back from the uh, back doctor, and uh, I've got a terrible cold, so we are limping into today's pod. <laughs> You've been warned, listeners. Bear, bear with <laughs> us. Right. But the podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and on GloriousRotoWire.com. Please feel free to leave a nice review. Uh, 
give us the synopsis of the show, Shannon. It's going to be a, a pretty standard show. We're going to run through the top news, some big news items today. Uh, check out on some, some, talk about some waiver wire targets, and then discuss our Friday DFS picks as usual. All right, let's jump right into the news. Yeah, Joel Embiid. I'm sure you've seen the funky pictures of his bent finger. He's out two weeks after undergoing f- finger surgery. Last night, Mike Scott started at power forward, and they slide Al Horford to the five. Scott finishes seven points, four rebounds, 25 minutes. Frankly, I think the rest of that lineup was happy to have a few more shots. Horford sure did. He went for 17 points, eight boards, six assists, two blocks, and a steal. Really, his first big stellar outer, stellar outing since he's been a sixer. You know, Big Al's going to see a huge boost in value, I think, moving to, to center. Uh, and he's had a pretty bad season, frankly. You see any other options on the Sixers squad, Shannon? I really don't expect any of the extra rotational pieces to really pay off in the long run. You know, a couple of them will have a, a good game here or there, like Mike Scott might have a decent game. Uh, Kyle Quinn could see some extra run. Um, Nor Norvell Pell, I believe is his name, could see some mm. extra run. But all of these guys, they, they, they're minimal impact type players anyways. So I really think it's going to be Horford. I mean, one, Horford yeah. had his first 40-point uh, fantasy outing in about a month. I mean, I think it was it was yeah. early December when he last scored 40, topped 40 fantasy points. Um, he did that last night. It was against Boston. He had a little bit of revenge there, but he, he had his usage was higher. He, he had more assists than he's accustomed to, actually got mm-hmm. double-digit shot attempts off, which, which has been a rarity for him the past couple weeks. Very so, rare, yeah. yeah. He so, used to average close to six assists a game in Boston. I think this is going to just – I think, really, this is going to breathe some life into Tobias Harris. Yep. Richardson, who's needed some more shots. Yep. I think the rest of these starters who probably get a little – I don't want to say depressed. That's too much. But when they when they push it low to Embiid on the block, they often know the ball's not coming back. Right? And now, with Horford, he's going to keep the ball moving. I think all the starters are going to be happy short term. Short term. A- absolutely agree. So, you know, you've got Horford – uh, Horford, Ben Simmons, Richardson, Tobias Harris. Those, those are the guys. I mean, those are the guys I really expect will see an increase in overall value. You know, Kyle Quinn, he has averaged 15 more fantasy points per game with, with Embiid out this season. That's in, that's in seven total games. But it's minimal, right? I mean, it's because he's not even playing in those games when, yeah. when Embiid plays. So Horford's been the big winner of those of those those four starters, the four other stars on the team. Horford sees ten more fantasy points per game, so he he essentially goes from like a second third tier big man for fantasy purposes to close to a top tier. I mean, four, he's over forty yeah. fantasy points per game in the eight games without Embiid. So that that's the guy. That's the guy to target. He's going to be a big DFS play for me until his until his salary recorrects. You know, it, you know what's going to happen. Like, the starters are going to blo- The other starters are going to blossom, like we discussed. <laughs> and then, you know, every night a different three and D guy is going to hit a few threes. Like, it'll be Scott one night. It'll be Corkmaz one night. James Enos will get you know one or two, and you'll be like, "Ooh, I, maybe I should pick these guys up." But it's going to change every night. It's going to be the four the four big starters, 
and then a random rotation of three and D guys. Yeah, absolutely agree. If if I have to pick up, if I'm in a deep enough league and I have to pick up someone, I'm probably going with Mike Scott or Kyle O'Quinn, one of those two, depending on my needs. If it's rebounds and blocks, I'll pick up Kyle O'Quinn. If if it's three pointers and scoring, it's Mike Scott. But I don't expect either to really have a big impact. All right. Yeah. Uh, side note to that game too: Boston's lost three in a row. They're in a real funk. They lost to the Beal Bradley Bealless Wizards, inexcusable. Uh, and then yeah, last night to the Sixers. Uh, anyway, moving uh, on though, because it's a big news. Oh wait, go ahead. I was gonna say Kemba was out. You know, you know he was out two games, and then he got ejected against Philly. So I wouldn't worry. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it if I were Boston. He was there fan. last night though. He was there. He was there in Philly. Got yeah. thirty three minutes, but yeah, the ejection was. Anywho, anywho, but there, uh, there is a lot of news, so we should keep moving. Wendell Carter, his ankles uh, diagnosed as a high ankle sprain and now is likely out four to six weeks. Uh, they've got other injuries. Obviously, Otto Porter has uh, not seen much much uh, healthy playing time. Who gets the big boost in Chicago? It's Thad Young right now. Um, you know, we are, we've already seen some solid things from Thad Young, um, when he does get extended run with the Chicago Bulls, it's been rare this year, right? He's been playing that, that, that first big man off the bench role for him. Um, but just on Wednesday, he started at power forward, Markinen moved over to the five young finished with 18 points, six rebounds, three steals, two assists. The steals are, that's kind of young's thing. So he's a solid pickup in pretty much all formats while, while Carter's out and he, he's the one that I really expect to hold solid value moving forward. I'm not I'm not big on the rest of the rotational pieces for the Bulls. I, I just don't think anyone's going to see consistent enough minutes beyond Thad Young. Yeah, well, and frankly, there's really there'll be no reason to rush Carter back either, right? So I could see Young getting decent minutes for quite some time. Yeah, if you look um, at the you if you look at the other options uh, for the Bulls, I mean. Is there, are there any other options? Dan, <laughs> Daniel Gafford? Like, I could see Gafford getting more run, right? But, sure. you know, even if They're he does. They're not going to give the, uh, the Brazilian center. Who's the Brazilian center they've got? Felatio? It's not Felatio. <laughs> Please ignore that. <laughs> He's been with them forever. And uh, a breakout candidate in a few years, uh, Cristiano Felicio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, ignore what I said. Okay. No, no. I, yeah. Maybe he, Luke Cornette. Maybe Luke gets a little more run, a few more corn threes. I, I think uh, it'll be Gafford. We've seen Gafford's had some good games. Uh, just earlier this week, he had 13 points, eight rebounds, two blocks in, in 25 minutes. So there's, there's possibility if the Bulls are going up against bigger teams and they want to bring Thad Young off the bench, they'll start, you know, keep marking it at, at the four and start Gafford at five. That's possible. Um, so if deeper yeah, they, leagues, they, deeper leagues, Gafford can come into play here in the next month or so. They'd be smart to see what they've got in Gafford, a second round pick. And then, yeah, I don't know how much marketing at center they want to play. So we'll see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But as you said, Thad Young, a great stocks guy, especially when he was younger. Uh, okay, DFS tonight. Here's our first bit of news for tonight's contest. Paul George is out against the Warriors due to a left hamstring strain. He's considered day-to-day moving forward. Um, talk to us about who benefits on that Clipper side when George is out. Yeah, there isn't a it's it, it. There isn't a just one replacement player who plugs in to the starting lineup and get, and sees a huge boost. It's actually it's just Kawhi, right? Kawhi goes up to like fifty three fantasy points yeah. per game with Paul George out. Lou Williams sees a big jump. 
Jamichael Green's kind of the fringe guy who who does see does see a bigger jump, but still it's so it's so minimal in the grand scheme scheme of things. Like he's not he's not gonna go off and put up forty fantasy points because George is out. He just might do like twenty five, twenty six instead of his usual, you know, fifteen to twenty. So it's really it's Lou Williams and Kawhi, um, and even even Montrez Harrell. Those are the guys who I'm more excited about when George misses time. I agree. I could see Harrell uh, getting a little boost, uh, a little power forward. Maybe Zubac stays more at center, and uh, Jermichael Green will go for I'll say eight rebounds instead of usual six and a half. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, interesting, and we may touch on this at the end of the pod. Russell Westbrook returning to OKC last night as a rocket. He scored 34 points but had seven turnovers in a blowout loss to the Thunder. Uh, the Rooster. Gallinari returned from uh, one game absence to put up 28 points, 11 boards, and four assists. He also hit three threes. James Harden clearly deferred to Russ. Harden took only 17 shots to Westbrook's 26. Uh... Uh, what do we make of what do we make of this Thunder team? They got a shot at the Western Conference playoffs. They do, but I, I mean, the Western Conference seven, seventh, eighth, ninth seed that that it's just such it's such a it's so clustered right now that pretty much anyone does right. Um, yeah, well, twenty two and sixteen winning record. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of. They're not Eastern Conference backdooring no. their way in. I mean, they're almost. It, it would almost be a surprise if they didn't make the playoffs at this point. They're, so they're the seventh seed. They're twenty-two and sixteen. Uh, the eighth seed, sixteen and twenty, and the eighth, ninth, and tenth seed all have sixteen wins each. Eleventh and twelfth seed have fifteen wins. Fourteen for the thirteenth seed. Thirteen wins for the fourteenth seed. I mean, there. So there's <laughs> there's a three-win gap between eight and fourteen. You know, I, the Spurs do have an advantage. They have less losses than anyone else, but. Eight, eight through fourteen is pretty damn tight right now. So, Thunder, I would, it would take. The Thunder have so many picks anyway. Like, what's the? Right, right. I think they'd rather get SGA some playoff experience than worry about their draft sort of ranking. It's entirely possible they would be able to trade off some pieces and still make the playoffs. Um, but if things if they stand pat, I think they absolutely make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, especially with a healthy Steve Adams. Uh, now it's center. Okay. Um, Aaron Gordon is questionable tonight for the Suns with a right calf soreness. Though, frankly, it may not matter. He's having his worst season since 2015 when he was 20. This is his age 24 season. He's shooting 41% from the field, only 27% from three, averaging only 13 points and seven and a half rebounds. Does Gordon bounce back, or is he just in an endless malaise down in Orlando? I don't think I went. I'm not even going to blame it on like Orlando or the way they've deployed him. I just think this is the type of player he is. He's not great, like at any one thing other than maybe like dunking the ball. Like when he's great at dunking, <laughs> yeah. um, but he's right. not, you know, he's not a great playmaker. He's not a great rebounder. Uh, he's not a good defensive player. Does a lot of things poorly. Yeah. Or yeah. mediocrely. <laughs> you know, he's okay enough at a lot of things, but not great at one thing. Um, yeah. other than dunking. So it's, it's tough. He's only 24. I'm, I'm not going to write him off or anything, but I know I, I actively avoided him this season. Um, I'm glad I did. So it's, there's just not, <clears throat> there's not a lot of upside that I see. 
um, beyond what he's done the previous two years. And the fact that he's taken a step back this year just means I'm going to actively avoid him even more moving forward. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about Orlando, uh, just a few minutes posted up here on Rotowire. Tell us about this Jonathan Isaac news. Yeah. So Isaac could be out for the remainder of the season. Um, still kind of to be determined. This isn't altogether surprising. I, I mean, when they ruled him out for for two months, um, just a week ago, that's that's kind of how I viewed it right there. It's like right. if you're ruling someone out until you know early March, mid-March, there's a good chance that they end up sitting uh, the entire season anyways. Um, they The Magic recently applied for a disabled player exception, which would basically, it basically implies that they project Isaac to miss the remainder of the season. Um, it's tough to see what, what's going to happen here. Uh, Orlando also did the exact same thing for El Farika Minu, who underwent surgery on Tuesday to repair a torn meniscus. So if anyone had Aminu stashed, uh, you know, <laughs> with hopes that he was going to step up in Isaac's absence, that is not going to be the case. Um, Alex and I talked about this a little bit uh, last week or the week before, I forget. Um, we we were not on Aminu. We're not on like I want to. Um, it's more Terrence Ross. We like we like Terrence Ross. Yeah, uh, never shy about shooting Terrence you know, Ross. Ken Birch played got this got the first couple starts after Isaac's absence. He he started at the Ken four. Ken Birch is your like your less exciting Dwight Powell. That's a good way to put <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, which means but that's, if you need rebounds yeah. and you need field goal percentage, okay. Fine. Less exciting Dwight Powell is extremely boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So Gordon is damning with faint praise. Yeah. You know, with Ken Birch, when Ken Birch starts, Gordon moves over to three. Uh, yeah. Maybe they, maybe they do that. Maybe they, maybe they play. I, I don't see Vooch and Mo Bamba playing a lot of minutes together. <laughs> that could happen, especially tonight. If Aaron Gordon's also out, they, they, we could see some of that. I actually expect yeah. the team to go small more. We're gonna they're gonna rely on Markel Fultz more for offense. Terrence Ross is gonna get more run off the bench. So you know we we look at it. The one to ex, the one to experiment was pretty darn short. They gave him what two starts, and they're like, "Yeah, we got nothing here. You're back to the bench." He, he got starts and plenty of run last year too. He's just he, he's not gonna make an impact from a fantasy standpoint. Um, but I, you know, if, if Mark Fultz or Terrence Ross are available in your leagues, those are the two guys I would go out and target from the magic. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. All right, Shannon, tell us about our, th- our new friends at thrive fantasy. Come pop prop up on thrive fantasy. This NBA season thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in each respective sport. Choose 10 out of the top 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $2,000 uh, and over $2,000 guaranteed daily in prizes for NBA contest. Use promo code ROTOWIRE, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match of up to $25 for your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or, Play or Google Play Store or by visiting ThriveFantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. It's a cool well game. done, sir. It's a cool prop game. Bets. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it. 
to uh, anyone. There's been a few other similar platforms out there. This one's a little got a little bit of a unique twist, though. Um, it's fun, so definitely check it out. Rotowire Office, big fans of the prop proposals, prop wagers. Um, all right. Well, today's topic is your our standard waiver wire discussion. We wanted to make sure we had a lot of time for all that news. Uh, and so maybe there's some overlap with our news, but we've got about eight suggestions here. Shannon, why don't you start us off with who you think our most obvious uh, waiver wire pickup is right now? Yeah, we mentioned him earlier. It's Thad Young, um, you know, especially with ageless. With Wendell, with Wendell Carter out for for four to six weeks, I mean, Thad Young's gonna pro, he's gonna be a top eighty fantasy player. Um, if he's getting thirty two, thirty three minutes per game, I, I'd be surprised uh, if he doesn't isn't at least a top eighty fantasy player. So I would draw. And you know, Mark, I, mean, I would draw. Like, sorry, go Markinen ahead. is no. I was gonna say Markinen is no Cal Ripken. You know what I mean? Like, he might be the new uh, Anthony Davis as far as, as far as fragile big men go. Uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if Markinen, especially if they ask him to play more five, gets hurt, which is also which is only going to open up more minutes for Young long-term this season. So, surprising thing. I, I, I didn't fact-check this, but I was talking to Nick Whalen the other night at Roto-Wire Hoops, and... We were talking about how the Bulls, you know, they're always, every single player on the Bulls has been listed as like questionable or day to day for the entirety of the season. And <laughs> up until uh, the other night, Monday night was when we were playing. So it was in reference to Monday's game, like everyone in their starting lineup was questionable. Uh, they, Markinen actually was a, he, he decided to play a shoot around. He's played in every single game this season for the Bulls. He, not not only did he, but outside of Otto Porter, all the other starters, the other four starters have all also played in all 38 games. At least that's what that's what Waylon said. Um, so I, that, I thought that was pretty amazing. Markinen's actually shown some durability this year. Um, so hopefully that that continues because he's I mean, he's really turned it around after a slow start. I think he's going to be better with Carter out. Um, you know, one of his big weaknesses this year compared to past seasons is the, the lower rebounding. He's down from nine last year to 6.6 this year, uh, with Carter out. I mean, he's going to have to rebound more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no valid, uh, defense. He has been durable this year, only 52 games last year. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Maybe they just have young play center, you know I mean? Especially in the Eastern conference, there aren't that many. Outside of Embiid, how many legitimate real centers do you need a huge body for defense-wise anyway? How how dare you slight Andre Drummond like that? <laughs> Very valid. And Andre Drummond. <clears throat> Though you can just box in one Drummond. You just put four guys on Drummond and make those uh, piston outside shooters. Make Brown drain it. They had a good game last night. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going off on a No, you're good. So Thad Young's the first one. No, who, who do you got? Who are you picking up off waiver scan? I'll throw out an old an old waiver wire favorite, Jay Crowder. He's only 38% owned. The Memphis Ford is locked in as a starter. He missed a game on December 29th, but since then over the last four games, 16 points, little uh, a little more than six rebounds a game, and four and a half assists uh, and he's throwing in a lot of threes. I, I think they really like Crowder as a veteran out there with the youngsters who can also space the floor. I just don't see them. Uh, I think Crowder is going to get a lot of run for the rest of the, the uh, season, and he's going to contribute in a lot of categories. But I was surprised he was as low as 38%. He, he is. A, I would 
I believe he is a trade candidate, but the Grizzlies have been extremely feisty, especially of late. They are currently the ninth seed in the West. Uh, um, so who knows? Who knows? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they get a good enough offer. I think they'll trade any of their vets. Uh, but but yeah, no, Crowder, Crowder's been doing some good things. Had a gigantic game the other night. Um, yeah, he's been solid. I've, I've got uh, this guy is actually the most popular pickup on uh, ESPN over the past seven days. Kevin Herter. Oh, yeah. He's facing a terrible Wizards defense tonight. He was supposed to be there, you know, shooting guard of the future. And then was it injuries that had him out of their starting lineup at the beginning of the season? Yeah. But he's finally back and locked in, right? Yeah, he, he, had, he had multiple injuries that he was dealing with earlier this year, and they kind of lingered. Um, you know, his, his playing time was limited for, for a pretty good stretch there. But he's been uncorked uh, lately. Over the past five games, he's averaging almost 37 minutes per, 19 points, 6.6 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.4 steals, and he's, he's making good on the, the fact that he's a shooter, 3.2 three-pointers, with uh, stellar percentages across, by the way. Yeah. So, he, I mean, 36 fantasy points per game. Um, ESPN's ownership percentage is always a little bit wacky, uh, but he's only owned, still currently only owned in 44% of leagues. Um, he, I mean, 10 teamers. I think, I think he's a must own in even like 10 team leagues. Cheap threes, baby. Cheap threes. Hey, um, let's stick with your picks. Talk to me about some of the guys in Detroit that we should be looking at now that Blake Griffin's done for the season. Yeah, so I, I meant to add Blake Griffin to our to our news items just in case anyone missed that a few days ago. Um, yeah, he went under the knife. He's out for the rest of the year. Um, Seku Dumboya for the Pistons. Oh, glad you said it. Yes, Doctor, starting power forward now. Doctor Doom. That that's the nickname. Doctor Doom. Doctor, I, that is stellar. Do you think they trade Morris, Mark Keith Morris? There's no future in Mark Keith Morris. I think he's on a one year deal with them, right? I mean, why not play the youngsters? Yeah, my, my guess is the Pistons will go the young route and, and just unleash Seku. Um, he he started off slow. He was hurt at the beginning of the year. Was down in the G League. Um, was I've been tra- I was tracking him in the G League closely um, because that's what you do when you know when your team pick, picks someone in the first round, you track them. Yeah, and. I've been extremely impressed, and it's not just my homerism. Uh, Nick Whalen and, and others in the office that I've discussed with him, I mean, they typically bring it up to me, um, and they force me to go watch the highlights uh, <laughs> from, from G League. Yeah, Seiku's been good, and I really like his upside. His, you know, he's long. He, he, needs to, he needs to get more strength, but he's, he's got the tools, man. They're all there. He, he his three point stroke is is totally legit. It's actually that's the most amazing part of it for me is like this kid's listed. He's li- I say kid because he's nineteen. He's listed at six <laughs> nine. He's listed at six nine. But if you look at him, he's long as hell, um, and he's got great athleticism. He's gonna. Getting, I mean, he's gonna develop more into that body. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. What you really mean when you say kid, he's still got growing to do. <laughs> he does. He does. He's gonna. Fill I up. love it, and I love it when a team says, "Hey, first round pick, you need minutes." Go to the G League. I love it when a team uses their G League. Carson Edwards has been chucking up bricks left and right for Boston, and they've only sent him <laughs> down for like one one or two uh, Red Claw games. There, nothing beats experience. I love it. you know. And, and obviously Grand Rapids, not that far from Detroit. Send those guys to the drive and get them a lot of minutes. Get their confidence <clears> up. 
And then, yeah, put him in the Pistons lineup, baby. Yeah, and, and he's been solid. Um, so five straight starts. Like you mentioned, I think Morris, good chance he gets traded. Even if he doesn't, I think he's going to be in a reserve role. Christian Wood, there's always a lot of hype around Christian Wood. And, yeah, his, and his, per minute, his per minute production. Christian Wood is, I'm sorry, like, yes, he has cra- crazy G League production last year. Crazy per minute production. Um at, at stretches with with uh, the Pistons and and the Bucks last year before or I'm sorry the Pelicans last year after he got waived by the Bucks and went to the to the Pelicans, um, it's just not consistent enough and he's not he's not that good he he, he legitimately is just not that good of a player um, he he if he sees the minutes he'll have nights where he does some crazy twenty twenty stuff but if you watch him closely. You, you, I think you would understand. I think anyone would understand. Like he's not like a, a star caliber big man in the NBA. So I don't expect things. He goes, he disappears. He's quiet too often, yeah. um, too inconsistent. I find it interesting. You're not even mentioning Thon Maker. No, oh, no, no, never. That's an experiment gone awry. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really give up anything when they dealt Thon from Milwaukee. Who they sent? Stanley Johnson? Is that who went to Milwaukee? Who went to Milwaukee in that Thon Maker deal? Yeah, and that w- that actually had nothing to do. They weren't trying. They were just getting rid of of right. You know, I think it was more draft picks and and money to make sense yeah. on that end uh, more than anything else. They they have no. I don't believe they have any plans or, or considerations of, of Thon Maker being a part of the long term future. Yeah. Um, all right, back to waiver wire. I'm going to bring up a name that's probably gone in your league, but he started so slow. He's available in a third of leagues. Just check, especially if you need rebounds and field goal percentage. And just check to make sure Enos Cantor um, is is or is not available in your league. Over the last eight games, he's averaging a double double. Granted, that's ten points and ten rebounds, no higher than that, but. Very gradually, you're going to see more minutes away from Tice going to Cantor. I'm not sure when Robert Williams is really going to be 100% healthy. Um, anyway, Cantor off to a slow start, dropped in a lot of leagues. Just check your waiver wire, especially if you need some very cheap center stats. Yeah, I'm with you there. Cant- Cantor's been pretty damn good lately. I've got two other guys. Uh, Oladipo, this year, last chance, um, you know, any savvy leagues, he was picked up a while ago, but he's returning like next week. So pick him up. And, you know, if you're in 18, if you're in the shallowest league possible, um, pick him up now. This is the time. Upside. Yeah. Upside. O- Oladipo will be good when he returns. It might take him. He'll have some rust. They'll bring him along slowly the first couple of weeks, but, uh, he will still be good and he's worth it. He's w- worth owning any league size. Uh, and then, Last guy for me, Jarrett Culver. Um, yeah. Starting to pick up his play. Starting to pick up his play for Minnesota. Um, it specifically, nice little write-up on, nice write on him on NBA.com and their rookie ladder about the boost in minutes and points he's been putting together with uh, Towns out. Yeah, and, and I think that's going to continue because my, my guess is the, uh, the Timberwolves will, you know, they're, they're, they've already fallen off some. Um, I think they're going to sell some pieces and they're going to open up a bigger role for Culver moving forward. I, I feel like this starting stretch, so he started, he's started like seven games in a row, um, eight of nine. 
He had a stretch earlier this season where he's in the starting lineup, but this stretch is different. One, he's getting more minutes on a regular basis. He's playing almost 32 minutes over these seven starts, um, mm-hmm. and his usage is higher. He's, he's taking 14 uh, shot attempts per game. Um, but what's really intriguing for me is actually his defensive production. Um, yes, he's picked, exactly. he's picked that up. So he's averaging 1.8 steals and one block per game, um, along with 1.5 three pointers. Uh, so, you know, 15, five, 15, five, two and a half with that kind of production from three steals and blocks. I'm, I'm willing to forgive his 53% from the line because it's <laughs> right. also, it's also only two and a half attempts per game. So he's, he's not dragging you down there at the line too bad, but, I like I like Culver, and I think I think long term, if this team tanks it, he's going to continue to get more run as the as the season wears on. Who has a better NBA career, Jarrett Culver, or a guy I like to compare him to, Marcus <clears throat> Smart? Ooh, um, I, I I still I think it's I think it's Smart. I'm actually I think I I'm probably higher. On... Smart's assists are tricky. Smart's Smart does really well. <clears throat> Smart's, the ball, but. Smart's still only 25. I think he's going to be a part of championship teams in the future. Um, yeah. He's just such a good defensive player, such a well-rounded player. Um, you know, the only the only qualms you, you really can have about his play, you know, from a fantasy perspective more so, I think, is his field goal percentage, right? Um, right, which is up a little this year. But that that's also another reason for the Culver comp, so to speak, is both awesome defensive players – both struggled early with their field goal percentage. And I think this is, they got to get Culver shots. His defense is too good for them not to bring him along on the offensive side. I think Smart's a good player comp for him, actually, and the more I look at it. But but eh, we'll see. Smart Smart was unbelievable in college, and I'm, I'm amazed that he didn't turn into a better player. Um, I essentially thought he was going to be like Tyreek Evans, but an elite defensive player. Um which would be something that would be damn impressive. Um, but he, he never flashed that kind of scoring upside. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go uh, a, a few more boring waiver wire picks. <clears throat> I think we joked earlier, maybe the definition of boring. Dwight Powell, available in 45% of leagues. Uh, Perzingis is out Friday and Saturday. He's getting injections into his knee. My worryometer is perking up a little there on, on Porzingis's health. And I'd rather grab Powell sooner than later if he's available, qualifies at center. Last nine games, uh, he's looking at 11 and a half, almost about basically 11 and a half points, seven rebounds, plus two and a half stocks. So uh, Powell, your classic, boring midseason free agent pickup. But I think there's more upside if Porzingis. Uh, knee uh, issue gets worse with Powell. He has been added and dropped in every single league. I'm in (laughs) every league, league. league. the (laughs) deepest of leagues, and he's still been added and dropped. I have added and dropped him multiple times in the same league. You know, I'll drop him because he's boring and he doesn't do much. And then I pick up someone who's not good. (laughs) So I drop them and pick up Powell. Uh, yeah, he's very boring. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, he's he's starting to turn. He, he I don't even think it necessarily is because Porzingis is out. I mean, Powell stro- showed some signs of improvement a little bit before that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he's not gonna. He's never gonna be great, but he's good enough. He's good enough. He's a band aid. He's a good band aid. And then here's my uh, available everywhere flyer pick. But Omari Spellman of the Warriors. You know, they traded Luna, They traded for Spellman. 
Uh, he's had four straight double-digit scoring games on a very desperate team. The, the team desperate for scoring. Looney's out with an uh, abdomen, abdomen in an issue. Uh, abdomen. He's abdomen, thank you. Goodness <laughs> gracious, this cold's killing me. Uh, and he's averaging 1.8 stocks over the last five games. <clears throat> anyway, take a fire on Spellman. You'll probably drop him for Powell in two weeks, but... What the heck? The Warriors are desperate for quality minutes from everyone. And they did trade for Spellman in the offseason, so there's something that they like. He's ranked 76 on Yahoo, nine category leagues with his average stats over the last 14 days. All right, before we dive into our DFS picks for Friday night, I want to tell you about a new partnership we've launched with Monkey Knife Fight. Um, currently, you can get a free RotoWire subscription by signing up for Monkey Knife Fight making a deposit of $10 or more, and entering your first game on monkeyknifefight.com. Uh, use RotoWire, use code RotoWire with your first deposit and receive an instant 100% deposit bonus up to $50. And then you get to enjoy a six-month subscription to RotoWire for free. So just check out, you know, Google RotoWire Monkey Knife Fight or, or check out our, our subscription options on, on RotoWire.com and you'll be able to see a link to that promo. But check it out. It's a good, fun site, new site, uh, lots of lots of uh, opportunities there to really expand your your fantasy plane. Uh, yeah, it's, it's arguably not, the best the best company name in fantasy world. No, there's nothing to argue. It is. It is. From, <laughs> yes. Absolutely the best name. So check it out. Uh, now let's go to our Friday DFS picks. Who you got, Ken? Yeah, so let's talk about uh, a lot of injuries to watch for. Bradley Beal probably not returning tonight. He's missed six of his last seven games. But you know who is returning, Shannon? That glorious Wizards lineup. Favorite of the pod. The gingerbread man? The ginger ah, Amish Eastern European Davis Bertans making his glorious return tonight. Set to play after missing nine games. It's going to be nothing but shot shots and more three-point shots for Davis tonight uh, as they play the Hawks. Uh, every, Brandon Ingram. Every time, every time DJ Trainer takes a shot at <laughs> Roto-Wire Monday Hoops, I, I, I scream, Bertans! Bertans! Oh, I wish he'd grow the beard. I wish he'd grow that red chin beard, that under-the-chin beard thing that Bertans has. Trainer would be a dead, a dead ringer for him. <laughs> mm. Minus eight, minus eight to nine inches, both yeah. you know, <laughs> right. both right. both above and below. Uh, but yeah, okay. <laughs> we got Brandon Ingram as a finger issue. He's a game time decision, but likely to play for the Pelicans. Uh, injury issues for the Pacers tonight. Demontis Sabonis has knee soreness, though he had the same label Wednesday and played so. He actually played very well Wednesday, so I think Sabonis is going to play. Malcolm Brogdon, though, they've labeled as hopeful to play. He's got back and hamstring issues. He's missed seven of the last eight. You know, it's only uh, twelve. It's only noon <laughs> Eastern here, but uh, I don't think Brogdon's playing. Maybe the biggest news, Anthony Davis, right, for the Lakers. Gluteus Maximus contusion, and uh, Coach Vogel used the dreaded, well, we want to take a long-term approach here with Davis. Do you see Kyle Kuzma as a big play tonight, Shannon? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Um, there, there's actually there's a couple of guys in that same price range at power forward, um, and it's yeah. There's a good chance I have I have Kuzma in my lineup tonight. We'll have to see. LeBron James is technically listed as uh, 
uh, game time decision. He's probable with an illness. So things could get really interesting for Kuzma if both LeBron and Anthony Davis sits, uh, I sit. But I, I think LeBron's going to play. My power forwards tonight are Kuzma and Thad Young. Thad Young for all the talk we just had. Plus, Markinen is still a game time decision. Not 100% to play. But Kuzma and Young, awfully darn cheap. I also have those two at power forward <laughs> right now. Um, I'm going to piggyback off of your Brandon Ingram news. Um, mm. Lonzo Paul. You know, Drew Holiday is already ruled out for Friday. Uh, Ooh, there, yeah. There's one or two other injuries for the Pelicans uh, as well, so they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be short-handed. And Lonzo Ball has been playing well lately. You know, he's he's at he, he's mid-priced option, or he's starting to get a little bit more expensive on most sites, but but not too not too bad. Um, he's had 29.5 or more fantasy points in five straight games. And that includes two games over 50 fantasy points. Um, I, just, I just like what I see. He's playing more minutes. His, his minutes are pretty much locked in. He's going to play like 35-plus minutes. And his shot's falling right now. So you know he gets other stats. So when his shot's falling, he's worth playing. Yeah. All right, let's go to the uh, expensive side of things. Shannon, is Trey Young a must-play tonight against Washington? I have him in my – this is another guy. I have in my, it's actually amazing. That's, that's not even in our notes. But yes, I have nope. them. I have them in my lineup, right? Yeah, um, I, you know. I've, I'm stars and scrubs. I got Luca and Trey at point guard, and then I'm pretty much cheap everywhere else. You sort of have to be. I mean, if I have to pick between Luca and Trey for tonight, I like Trey more. He he's he's cheaper. He's much cheaper on most sites. Um, and the production is it's somewhat. If you look at like the average, I mentioned this earlier this season with Young too. But if you look at the the average fantasy points per game. You know, there's like a seven or eight point difference between Luca and Trey. But then yeah. when you consider the games that Trey left early because of injury, um, which has happened like two or three times where he, you know, he only had yeah, just two weeks ago against Milwaukee. He left because he had an ankle injury and he only had 11 fantasy points at the time. He only played. He didn't even get till halftime that game. So there's been yeah. multiple games like that that have that dragged down Young's overall fantasy point total. Um, average if you you know if you erase those games from it then he's a lot closer on a per game basis to luca than than what what appears to be on the on the surface yeah yeah all right sir who else you got in your lineups or should i just keep guessing who you got no, I, I mean uh, you could do that it's been working right see if um, I can get, yeah yeah so how about small ford here's who i've got i bet you've got at least one of these guys jay crowder who we talked about um and tj warren DJ Warren's completely on the whole storyline of Jimmy Butler just trashing him in the press. This is his first game back. Injuries on the Pacers that we already talked about. I've got if TJ Warren was ever motivated for a game, I would think it's tonight's contest at Chicago. I do not have either of those players. Um, I actually have LeBron James, who I mentioned previously, is currently game time decision, but he's listed as probable uh, with an illness. So LeBron and Trey are my two expensive players tonight. Um, and then I have Joe Ingles. Country, oh, country Joe. Country Joe. Bad Is that Joe. his name? What's his name? What's his nickname? Does he have a nickname? I don't know. He, uh, Mr. Bojangles? That works. I just made that up. I like that one. <laughs> um, he's been pretty good. He's been the de facto point guard for the Jazz with he Mike Conley. Doesn't he play in khakis? Uh, yeah, it's sometimes he'll wear cut-off <laughs> jean shorts when it's a very hot day. <laughs> 
<laughs> Georgia khakis, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. I've got Herter as one of my cheapos. You talked like about it. earlier. Shooting guard. I got Damian Lee because someone has to score for the Warriors. He's awfully cheap. Uh, well, who's your other small forward? My I, Joe Ingles and LeBron James. Oh, have you have LeBron. you heard of LeBron James? Do you know yes, who we, he is? Yes, he's, good, he's good at basketball. <laughs> he's good at basketball. Um, All right. Let me name a couple other guys. Uh, Bobby Portis. Uh, the uh, what's his name? Julius Randle is already ruled out for Personal. Friday. Um, yeah. He missed a game. He missed Multiple the previous games. game. Yeah. 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 Um, he missed the previous game and Portis played 28 minutes, 13, 13 and six assists. Um, Portis can compile stats. Um, he's the original Christian Wood, um, except for he's better than Christian Wood. Um, Portis, Portis, a better right cross. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he's, he's super cheap on every site. I, I like Portis. Um, Devante Graham for some reason, uh, is cheaper tonight than he's been in months. Um, Terry sort of Terry Rozier sort of sort of passing Graham in the pecking order there. Nah, nah, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Just, just, just a current trend. Not Gra- not for the season. By Gra- no means for the season. Graham but. has he has double digit assists in five of the past eight games. Um, he's playing. He's topped 40 minutes in three of the past four games. Like, he's getting the minutes. His shot's just not falling as much. I mean, yeah. he's still averaging close to 20 points per game over the past four or five games as well. Like, there, there's nothing wrong with him. Um, he's getting the minutes. He's getting the run. He had 52 fantasy points just uh, a week ago against the Dallas Mavericks. So he's, he's at a lower price point than normal. Um, we also, we mentioned Paul George is out and Lou Williams um sweet lou he 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 gets like an extra i think it's extra five or six fantasy points per game when uh george is out over the past three games lou is on lou's just rocking it averaging about 36 fantasy points per game over the past three um i expect him to to have to help carry the load for the clippers offense with george out i have montrezl as my cheap center because of george being out nice nice all right, sir. The f- fantastic, Shannon. Uh, DFS advice, as always. Uh, I will now limp into my old man rant. Ah, winter colds suck. I've been coughing and hacking phlegm for three days now. I cannot sleep. It is so bad, Shannon. Last night, I was awake from 3 to 4 a.m., so I worked on a puzzle. A puzzle. <laughs> How old man is that? <laughs> anyway, let's keep going before my <laughs> my voice totally dies. What were our mispronounced names? I couldn't say <laughs> abdomen to save my life. For I, I'm sure we I'm sure we had plenty. Um, even uh, even Dumboya, I've I've heard oh, it, yeah. I've heard it pronounced uh, about four or five different ways by by the NBA uh, mm-hmm. callers, game callers. So I I. I don't know. You know, everyone. I don't have a lot of confidence in a one do the small. No, I don't. I absolutely do not have confidence in that. Even uh, (laughs) even the Pistons uh, play by play and and color commentator, they just call him Seku. Like they never once. I don't think I've ever once heard them. Yeah, it's Doctor Doom or Seku. There you go. (laughs) Some of the best nicknames are by necessity. All right. Well, let's put a bow on it. 
Thanks for joining us on the Road to Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, uh, presented by Thrive Fantasy. Check them out. Ken, take us out of here. I was going to end with one of my usually short, pithy NBA quotes until I stumbled this morning on the great Twitter war between Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant. Did you hear about this, Shannon? I heard about it. I didn't look into it. So Perkins tweets out, hey, in about 30 minutes, I'm going on SportsCenter to talk about why Wessel Westbrook is the greatest Thunder player ever. He's Mr. Thunder. <laughs> right? And so he does that. And then online, he gets some Twitter pushback about, obviously, KD, right? And saying, hey, Russ didn't do well that great in the playoffs. So Perkins says, and this is what he tweeted. I'm going to read it. KD lost in the second round without Russ when I was there. So what that mean? To which Durant replies, yeah, our starting center, Kendrick Perkins, averaged a whopping two and three during that series. <laughs> you played hard, though, champ. Laugh out loud. That did not make Perkins happy. So Perkins comes out with, and again, I'm just reading this directly off of Twitter. Boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history. Three exclamation points. Up on a team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals and then go join them the following season? Question mark, exclamation point. Heart of a champion right there. Oh, some delicious shade from Perkins. And then Durant gets back in it. He goes, Week is starting at center, playing real minutes with no production. Should have worked on your skills as much as I did, tweets Durant. And it's still not done. Then Perkins ends things with, Though maybe they're still, they could be tweeting now as far as I know. But Perkins ends with, that's fine. You worked that hard and still had to go join a 73-9 and nine team. Truth be told, you don't even feel like a real champ. You have a hard time sleeping at night, huh? Knowing that you took the coward way out. Perk. Giving it to KD. Uh, Any thoughts on that, Chip? Uh, Perk likes to talk. Uh, he's garbage, though. He's garbage. <clears throat> he's a mean yeah, he he's was, a mean mug and that's it. He was garbage. <laughs> and this decent defense. At his peak he played at least he was like he was he was at least could fill the paint and play good some good rim protection. His young days in Boston. He was like a poor man's Rick Mahorn. Not even that. That's that's disrespecting Rick Mahorn. <laughs> that's per- disres- that is disrespecting Rick Mahorn. <laughs> Perkins Perkins was garbage, but we do have a new s- segment for our podcast now. Where we just read Twitter threads. <laughs> Next week it's going to be at least twenty minutes long. Can't wait. That was a little long. For the four listeners who have lived the to the end of this podcast, we appreciate it. All right, attention, the few remaining passengers we have. This two-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>